0: Uh, I mean, we can, but then everyone piles in and expects that, I mean, I don't know, whatever, to be honest, I don't mind. I'm kind of figuring out the update, the weekly update part of this, so...
1: Uh, anyone should be okay um, so Kia I can't see anybody else who should be on stage put your hand up if you should be. Uh, For everyone joining this is the Spartan Council doing the updates more in public welcome welcome Uh, SIP's presentation will start in about five minutes Um, go call chat you should be able to see some screenshots from the perennially public. perennially public notion page. Can everyone hear me okay?
2: I can hear you, Gab. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah sweet. I can hear you. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh so the spicy news, unless there's any questions, I'll jump straight in, given we've only got a couple of minutes. Um the good news on the update is that the final Andromeda release is on testnet and has been upgraded multiple times over the past week or two. It's essentially ready for mainnet release pending some final testing, and the team is working with integrators, um, lots of testnet transactions happening on Purpose v3 on on base uh, base girly and about as close as we can get to a mainnet release. Um, highlighting that CF3... which configures the mainnet release, is um, very restrictive. It's really only designed for integrated testing, so the caps are very small. I think there's 50 grand LP cap and $10,000 maximum OI. So it's not for a big public release. It's really for integrators to test uh, and get wired up. But it will be on mainnet, obviously. That's probably the big news.
0: Um, Any questions on on that from the council? Yeah, I I know this probably depends a little bit on the results of integrator testing, but is there any kind of rough target for uh, when to start raising those caps? Uh, I suppose when everyone's feeling
1: comfortable that it's working as planned and as intended, I don't know that there's a schedule for that yet, but pumping things over Christmas, maybe not the best idea. So I would imagine it would stay pretty tight
0: for the next week or three. But uh it's ultimately up
1: to the council, or well, the council for the next two weeks, I suppose. <laughs> uh, there's a fair amount of... You know, this is the first time that uh, V3... Um, plus Perp 3 will, will be released on the mainnet, so I think it's prudent to see how it performs and then slowly increase them uh, as, as we see it working as intended. No schedule yet, as I'm aware of. Okay, thank you. Any other questions on Andromeda? That's really where all the attention from the, uh, from the CCs has been. There will be a simple, um, a simple app to, to LP for whoever manages to get into that very restrictive <laughs> first 50 grand LP cap. Um, and hopefully fairly soon there'll also be a, a Toros, um, vault to make that,
0: uh, even simpler and easier. Um,
3: <clears throat> who, uh, who, who will be the initial integrators once on launch? Is it just the usual group that we have at the moment? Or are there any new integrators joining?
1: Uh, the usual suspects, uh, of Quinta and, uh, Polynomial. And, yep. um, as far as I understand, the plan is for Infinex as well. Exciting. Yeah. Infinex. Can't wait to trade on them. Yeah. So if anyone, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Infinex has a, um, has a closed alpha that they're launching and that's, that's going to be on base mainnet. Great. I think, yeah, uh, I might
0: be one of those 13, but let me see.
1: You're, uh, you're a lucky man. I heard the, uh, the list is very long. The wait list. <laughs> the wait list.
3: Yeah. Well, they know know where to find the DGN
0: traders, so. They definitely have that in you, Jacko. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So I know we're getting to the end of the time slot
1: for the council update. Um, That's the really key news. It's about as ready as it can be. Watch this space. Um, Integrators are, are getting close. And I suppose we have some SIPs to present. So if there's nothing else the council wanted to discuss, can hand it over to the
3: smooth-toned Connor. I'll just put it out in public, since we're on the topic of SIPs, um, that people will probably start pushing for the fact we've got uh, bridge SIPs in draft. Um, But the SC and the CC were talking about that uh, earlier. And one of the decisions that we've made is to put on hold any integrations uh, with non-canonical bridges until a future decision point after we've kind of run those initial tests on base. So we're going to be reaching out to both of those teams to just kind of let them know about that as well. But I wanted to make sure that the community has a heads up on kind of why those SIPs are sitting there and not progressing.
0: Sweet.
1: Thanks, Adam. Uh, I think that's it from my side. So there's nothing else from the council. We uh, can hand over to Carl
4: for sip time. All right. Sip time. Thank you. Uh, We are hearing another uh, bridging sip this evening as gunboats
0: here. Uh, Gumboats has three of these sips, and then MPTY. i not, not sure who MPTY is for the fourth one. Is Gumboat now showing his own sips? Uh, it appears so. <laughs> what a rug. It's like 3, 4 a.m. wherever he is.
4: Yeah, I've, uh, I believe I've been delegated to take over the SIP 2046, um, proposal, but, uh, I don't know about the
0: other ones. So, um, I don't think I'll be taking those.
2: Uh, I mean, there, there are 2046 is to add a new market. 45 and 44 also are to add new markets. Uh, if you want to start with 2046, let me see if we can get gumboats in here or. Looks
0: like Matt may have volunteered. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll start uh, with
4: 2046. Bert, I can, uh, I can jump in. We actually right. started <laughs> this quicker than I expected, so. I Go can, ahead, Matt. I, I, uh, I can I, do I gunboats as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll just do gunboats. I'm not going to do the uh, what's it called? I'm not going to do his bridging one. Oops. I don't know all that much about it, but. I can go through the motions on 2044, 2045, and 2046. Um, so yeah, 2044 is the uh, is the what's it, the SIP for uh, Ordi perps on synthetics perps. Um, this has Binance spot volume, Binance perp volume. And so on and so forth. So there should be a place where this can be hedged. It's also on, uh, perp dexes, like Hyperliquid, and so on. So that's that one. 2045 is Vito, which is, you know, also has, what's it called? It also has, I think it has, uh, yeah, definitely has, uh, perp exposure as well on dexes. Oh. Gunboats is here. Gunboats, do you want to do these yourself, or do you want me to just go through the motions and say that they have places where you can hedge them? Uh, gunboats, I do not see gunboats. Now his, his, gun his is name Barbie is Barbie. Yeah, now. yeah his
1: name
4: ah. is now Barbie. So Barbie. Yeah.
1: Sip to change gunboat's name back to gunboat.
0: <laughs> I vote in favor. Yep. <laughs> All
4: right. Now you just you just want me to say them while I'm here. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you know this, map, but do you know where uh, Hito has um has perps? I don't see it here. Uh... <laughs> I can check if there is any.
0: Usually, gunboats propose the ones that do have them, but I'll tell you. And in the meantime, yeah. the... finance, the Ibit, curve,
4: and so on and so forth. So, okay, great. Yeah. I know Ordi does. Uh, so, um, Ordi's on yeah. XC,
0: uh, definitely. Yeah, so I do a
3: bit quick, of a
4: first review of that as well
3: higher level technical question maybe that we've not had to really think about since back in like L1 days. Um, But as we are putting perps that are on new chains and not ERC-20s, what would happen if a perp was on a chain and for whatever reason that token structure uh, failed or no longer existed or the chain shut down? Do we have a plan of how we handle offboarding of no longer existent assets because we used to have it back in the day where like proof of work L1s would sometimes just collapse if they were smaller and exchanges had to think about how do we offboard. We've not really had that with the RC20s, but as we branch out, that seems worthwhile for us to think about.
1: Are you talking about a potential uh, base layer update that would
4: kill the RC20?
3: Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking in the the case of 40, but I mean, there's, a ton of other situations where we might start adding perps for assets that exist on like obscure chains. And there may be a future in which that validator doesn't exist where the POW nodes don't exist, where the sequencer doesn't exist and that asset ceases to function. And that's not something we've had to consider because if ERC twenties were to fail, it means the platform we are on has failed. So there's nothing we need to do, but as we push into other platforms, we do need to think about how that's handled
0: Good point.
4: Yeah, that's... Does any PC kind of like want to jump in on that? That's like a general question that I'm not like directed towards me as the spokesperson for gumboats on these Yeah,
3: not, not, di- not directed towards you just as we <laughs> start like, to yeah, add I'm other not, chains yeah, cool. and knowing that, you know, some laser IMAXs are out there you know, saying, you know, everything inscribed on Bitcoin is an exploit that needs to be updated in the base layer. Like this becomes a real potential. So before I would vote on this particular one, I'd want to kind of understand what do we do if that stops existing? Are we just assuming the
0: Oracle would take it to zero? Um.
1: I think the asset would still be traded though on on perps, so the Oracle would still get a feed. likely the price will skyrocket downwards.
3: I mean no one's gonna first off, no one's gonna trade perps of an asset where there's no longer any ability to get the spot, but even if they did, then the asset just goes to zero and suddenly we've wrecked the debt pool.
4: And- I don't know if I'd go as far as say wreck the pool. I like given the, the tight open interest limits that are typically set for these, but I, I understand where you're going with this. And I do understand I'm wanting a framework to properly offboard assets. Yeah, I think there's kind of two different considerations here. Like if, if there was a governance proposal, uh, which, you know, broke an asset, um, or if, or if there was like an anticipated Bitcoin fork, Um, we would probably be able to see that coming and react to it, um, which is a little different than the risk of like a chain blowing up. Um, So there could be a lot of downside, but I highly doubt, you know, something like a a Bitcoin hard fork would happen before we were able to react and uh, like tamp down the, the OI or something like this.
0: But yeah, I guess uh, from my perspective the solution is uh, look at the number and decide if that's how much uh, the debt pool is willing to lose. All
4: right cool. I'm just going to say the the Axelar one as well and then we can kind of you guys can kind of chat through all of this and we can have the you know Eddie for XERC20 uh hop up here as well. So uh yeah, the Axelar team asked me to do uh the Listing SIP for them, which was the one that I expected to come up here and do. Um, so yeah, in terms of where you can hedge it, uh, quick one here: they're not on Binance, but they are on Bybit um, with most of their volume. So that's the consideration there. Um, they weren't able to join, but I'm assuming that's predominantly what you folks are going to want to know where you can hedge it. So Bybit is is where folks will be able to access it. Um,
0: so yeah, this is my going through the motions, um, perp asset presentation. Let me know if you guys need anything more from me. If not, I'm happy to give it back to Connor. Well, I'd like a bit more
4: enthusiasm, but I appreciate the, uh, the proposal. <laughs> Yeah, this, this whole process is just a little weird now. You know, we kind of just do this going through the motions one where then we hand it back to Caleb and then, you know, like the, the real risk side is done on the SCCPs. Um, and that's really where like the importance is drawn out. Like I, I'm just coming here and telling you that you can hedge it and it's not just going to, you know, destroy the Deadpool. Um, you know, and it has price feeds. That's, that's typically what, what these are. Um,
0: but yeah, that's, uh, that's that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think on these,
3: uh, most of them are going through the motion, but as we get into other chains, uh, I'm going to be a stickler and I don't think I could vote for some of those ones until we have a plan, because I agree with Bert that in most cases, something like a hard fork, we're going to see it coming in advance and we can react and do things. Um, But I think there's merit in knowing specifically what we're going to do ahead of time and having that planned out and enacted before we're expanding to too many assets on other chains and adding all that risk in and then having to rush to
0: respond to a fire. Yeah,
4: I do think there is merit in in building out some sort of, some sort of framework and system for offboarding assets, you know, whether that's done through a manual process, which is difficult or through some sort of, you know, automated process with, you know, future feeds and, you know, and things that can be pulled from, you know, from PIF going forward. But anything automated is probably in like Perps V three scope more than you know, anything that we're handling
0: in Part V2 right now. Uh, so it sounds like 2044 maybe needs a little more work for Ordy. 2045 and 2046 are ready for a vote. Is that correct?
3: I mean, I, I have a hunch I'm in the minority and that others will vote in favor of that, and you could probably put it forward and pass it.
2: All right. Uh, if there are no more questions, we can move on to SIP 352, deploy SNX token as an ERC 20 for cross-chain bridging. We're gonna hear, we'll be hearing from Eddie on this SIP. Eddie, are you, are you ready to present?
0: Yeah, can you hear me? Loud and clear.
2: Um thanks for having me on. I realize the community has been pitched alternatives to bridging SNX outside of using canonical roll-up bridges. So uh, with the risk of maybe some of these topics being discussed at length already, I will repeat, uh, repeat a few things and then just uh, emphasize and describe what SIP 352 is proposing. So uh, while bridging SNX through a rollup bridge is the most secure option since the rollup bridge inherits security from L1, the UX of doing so is uh, definitely not ideal. This is where we you know, start talking about the seven day withdrawal uh, latencies and and so on. So, what token issuers end up doing almost all the time is creating off security for better UX by integrating with uh, third-party bridges that can reduce the latency of cross-chain token transfers. So, the main thing that we wanted to bring to attention with this kind of trade-off is that it contains a more systemic hidden risk of vendor lock-in. In many cases. Third-party bridges start with token ownership out of the gate, and there might be mechanisms where ownership can be transferred to the issuer and whatnot, but then you have to consider that different bridge-minted assets aren't fungible with each other. So what we want to propose with CIP 352 is not actually to integrate with any specific bridge, but rather to consider the adoption of an open standard for SNX. That would allow the issuer to start with and maintain control of the token um, to be able to formulate a risk portfolio per bridge per chain and then allow those whitelisted bridges to mint totally fungible assets between each other. Um, So this way, you know, SNX doesn't uh, get subjected to some kind of vendor lock in where you might have really expensive switching costs later on down the line. Um, This would actually be compatible with any third-party bridge. It's kind of up to governance to decide what bridges are allowed um, and and how much of it's to rate limit. And then the pathway for this, for actually implementing this standard, is is pretty straightforward. It's laid out in the SIP overview, and I'd be happy to run through it in more detail if anyone has, has questions on how that works.
3: Um, So I I like the idea of uh, a standard model, although I have questions about some of the technicals. Um, But, Eddie, I think you joined uh, after some of the earlier discussion where um, SC and CC have decided to kind of punt out some of the decisions on cross-chain bridging for now uh, as we deploy to base and kind of run that experiment. We're going to stick with the canonical bridge, um, and we're not rejecting any of the bridging proposals right now, but we're also not moving them forward until we have a much more clear roadmap on what our specific needs are for bridging. So uh, I I just wanted to give you a heads up that this SIP proposal might sit in a kind of draft stage for a fair bit longer than normal as we kind of collect those parameters on our end and and revisit this conversation um, sometime, I don't know, whether it's Q1 or Q2. Um, after we've kind of done more of that experimentation on base. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the heads up. Um, I I think that is the preferred approach to not make this decision lightly. (laughs) Uh, So we just wanted to make sure that, you know, the community is aware of the trade-offs to be made with bridging SNX going through the canonical route. Definitely makes sense. Um, There is a, pathway for kind of uh you know implementing this open standard even if you've already gone through the canonical bridges so uh when the time comes we'll we'll be happy to work uh through how that works um you know if that is the preferred method for you guys going forward
0: All right. Any other questions specific uh, to this integration before we let Eddie go? All right. Uh, thank you
2: for coming tonight, Eddie. Thank you to Matt for stepping in for gunboats. And uh, that brings us to the end of these SIP presentations for this evening. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thanks, folks. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys.